Listener Production. They're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Friend of a friend has a kid in uh, high school here in Sydney, Alex Dyson. Okay, and, going uh, to St. Joseph's? No, <laughs> not getting that special red carpet treatment. <laughs> um, but they uh, they did send circle out circle a little petition around the school and around friends. They're trying to make it go viral, mm. uh, requesting that the uh, New South Wales schools. Delay their school holidays until um, until the end of lockdown. Really, time it for the end of lockdown, <laughs> and then straight on into two weeks. I reckon. I reckon they deserve it. You know, like I'm keen for this idea. As soon as as soon as it's off, let's get all the kids back out there in the community. <laughs> well, spreading germs wouldn't, again. Wouldn't parents <laughs> at the end of lockdown want to go get out of the house for six <laughs> hours? Go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, parents will be the ones going, get to school now, please. We could use up those school but, holidays uh, right I now. I could imagine, I, I like the idea of a young, you know, little little politician trying to trying to get what they want. A couple extra weeks because I've had it rough during school holidays. Well, have you ever had a petition that has worked? No, to be honest. I remember no. back in school, had to try to get a petition to get our friend Dion into our class because he was in eight. M and did we were you, in 8 or something like that. You actually did that? Yeah, we started a petition. Started getting people to sign a petition to get Dion into our class. Didn't work how in many, the end. How many people signed it? Oh, I think we got about 100 or something around the school. <laughs> Just us and everyone. That's that uh, Democracy ridiculous. Manifest. Okay, uh, fine. Right All right, whoa, 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 whoa. Hit us up with your petitions. What's yeah. your petition? <laughs> when has it worked? At Matt.N.Alice. Or even if it hasn't worked, just send it to it. Let us know what you what you petitioned for. Or if you currently got one going and you want a little bit of a petition, you know, spruik, we'll spruik your petition on all day breakfast. If it's we'll something we believe in, absolutely. I think we're going to steer away from any anti-vax petitions. Um, but other than that, we're pretty open-minded people who do yeah. our own research. Um, so get in touch. But we've got a big show today, Matt O'Kind. Charlie Pickering will be joining us, uh, the weekly incredible show. But he's got a brand new one coming out on Audible, and we're going to tell you a little bit about it very, very soon. Yeah, we're also going to be chatting to our man, Chris Marsh, who's going to be letting us know about a particular string of movies which we touched on last week. So uh, he's going to give us the full insight into, let's say, a bunch of classics. <laughs> Alex Dyson, I think it's fair to call them. I think there'd be some classics and there'd be, there'd be some clingers. Um, <laughs> but we'll see, see how it goes up next with our producer, Chris Marsh. Hope you are doing well, whatever you're up to today. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt, a very big sporting sequel coming out this week, Space Jam 2 featuring LeBron James, King James, as he calls himself on Instagram, following on from the uh, the Michael Jordan movie, uh, which kicked off the franchise in the 90s. You know what? I never watched it. Never watched the original Space Jam? No, I mean, I definitely knew the song because it was all over the place. Oh, man. Um, but it was good stuff. What's it even about? Um, <laughs> it's Michael Jordan... Um, has to play against aliens who have stolen the powers of other basketball players. And so oh. someone they stole Charles Barkley, um, a few other people, <laughs> Patrick Ewing maybe. <laughs> anyway, there's a sequel a long time in the mix and it 
it comes at the same time. We talked about some sporting sequels just last week uh, with a record two Airbud references on the show, Airbud being the golden retriever dog who played basketball in the original film and then began to play lots of different sports. Okay, so we did mention that a couple of times, but as soon as movies get mentioned on the show, we cannot help but bring in our main movie man, Marshy, to um, have a chat to us about it. G'day, Marshy. G'day, guys. Now, have you watched Space Jam? I'm trying to... Re- I would have a long time ago. It's not sticking in my memory too much, but yeah. What about Airbud? I have seen Airbud, the original. <laughs> I, st- I haven't seen Airbud. <laughs> you, wait, you've never watched it? I've never watched Airbud. You talk about it more than anyone you I know. It a lot. Yeah, it's. It, I just find it very funny, and I knew, <laughs> and I did. I did look at the see. There was like there's like seven sequels, and I looked at it one day, and so I was talking to Marshy about that, and you said, Marshy, no, no, there's not seven anymore. I think the last there's time I looked 14. it up, there's, there's been well, there's fourteen, and so I thought, what better moments, you know, with Space Jam two coming out. I mean, you also saw Fast and Furious nine the other week. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, let's talk about that for a sec. <laughs> Wait, before we get into that number nine, what happens in number one, Fast and Furious? Is it about people stealing cars? Yeah, so from very humble beginnings in that kind of undercover cop, illegal street racing, all based in reality, you sure. know, relatively, first movie, we're now up to number nine where it seems they have actually one of the major plot points is from memes on the internet which was about three movies ago, people were going, "What? what's, you know, flying cars between buildings in Dubai. They're taking out a submarine with cars. What's next? Are they going to go to space? Well, yes. In Fast oh, 9, no. they strap a rocket to a car and go no. to space. Thank you, Richard Branson. <laughs> well, three separate times in this movie, they use a car to catch someone as if it's a baseball glove. <laughs> Like, catch them out of the air. What, like right. a convertible, they're going <laughs> to land in a car. No, 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 catch them on the bonnet because, you know, <laughs> physics, gravity and logic don't apply in this universe. Oh, my goodness. It's, I know there's an element of needing to suspend disbelief now before these movies and just try and turn your brain off and enjoy them for a popcorn movie experience. Sounds like a dick dastardly uh, sort can't. of contraption. So, wait, okay, let's let's stop let's stop talking about movies that are obviously unbelievable and ridiculous and let's get on to basketball playing dogs. <laughs> okay. Now, so, well, as the most famous line in the movie... Let's go find anything in there that says a dog can't play. He's right. Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. They look it up in the book and he's cleared to take it on. So that was the first Air Bud movie, which apparently came from... The dog knew all these tricks. The owner had mm. this dog and they would send it into Funniest Home Videos of this dog doing all the tricks. And they went, we could probably turn that into a movie. That's incredible. Well, Marshall, so, yeah, I wow. wanted to get you in. I want you to tell, take me through these Air Bud sequels, okay? Tell us all about it. 1997 Air Bud. Josh meets an abused golden retriever and finds out that he can play basketball. So that's the first one. Saves him. Picking the dog off the streets, realising he can turn into a champion. That sounds very sweet. Well, there's not that many purebred golden retrievers at the pound, I wouldn't wouldn't think. (laughs) Second movie, one year later, we move to the world of American football. And as you said, Alex, the title was? Uh, Air Bud 2, Golden Receiver. Yes. (laughs) Now, is it the same golden retriever who then changes... 
um, sports, like yes. in, Code in space. Yeah, in, in Space Jam, it's when Michael Jordan stops playing basketball and goes to play baseball. Is that yeah. what happens in Airbud Two? Golden yeah. Retriever. Josh's Golden Retriever learns to play American football. Yes. Wow. Okay. I would have also thought after Air Bud, all sporting codes would be scrambling to update their constitutions to say a dog can't <laughs> yeah. play. Could they, not. they didn't get it quick enough. <laughs> because very soon after that, they discovered that Buddy's ball playing skills could also apply to soccer. <gasps> so the third oh. movie was Air Bud World Pup. World Pup. Yes. Okay. I bet he dumps up at one point and heads the ball into the goal. I yep. bet. Yes, absolutely. It's all to do with heading because that's really – he doesn't have opposable thumbs. So. <laughs> Is, wait, 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 wait. Okay, question about a dog playing soccer. Is it a handball if he hits it with his front paws? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What happens or, in that? We've got 14 to get through. Let's go. Four What's... legs and so he can hit it with all of them. <laughs> Um, sorry, actually, by this stage, Golden Receiver was so badly received at the box office, we've now gone straight to video. So oh. the, these Ooh, were no longer receiver. being released in the, in the cinemas. Okay. So World Pup was straight to video. Then there was Air Bud seventh inning fetch. I don't understand what that is. Is that well, baseball? The seventh inning stretch, yeah. He joins oh, a baseball okay. team and becomes a star player. I don't yeah. know if Wait. he holds the bat in his mouth. Yeah, or... and shakes his head to hit it. This is ridiculous. There is literally no way. <laughs> okay, well that's, that's four, <laughs> five. Air Bud spikes back. Where are, <laughs> where are the beach volleyball no. courts here, aren't we? I have no. a grab. Clearly they didn't have enough sports things, so it gets hijacked halfway through with a diamond heist. Sinister Baxter turn. The jewel of the hours. <laughs> The town needs a hero. Buddy's here. Thanks, buddy. Air Bud spikes back. (laughs) Oh, yes. And after he's solved the jewel heist, they celebrate with a game of beach volley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, number six. That was the end of Air Bud. He officially retired after his five sports. All of the rest are spin-offs of his puppies. Okay, so oh, that, wow, so big litter. Okay. All of those five were the same dog in the context of not in the movies, Air Bud. but in the context of yes. the universe. Yes. Okay. The next. Do we? Are there any sex scenes in Air Bud? <laughs> no. Do we see? Do we see Bud like getting a mate? And it's owned by Disney. Okay. Um, so likely not. I would say. Okay. So then the back. Air Buddies no. series takes over, where the Air Buddies are his puppies. There's five of them, and. We are now in the movie world where the dogs talk. Um, so the puppies talk now. So in the first films, the dog says nothing. It's not like Babe. No, it, it's, the just, dog is it's just, just a dog who plays sport. And barks yeah, occasionally. Barks. Okay, but now we've, we've got some voice. What's, what's, what is number six? Number six is Air Buddies, where Buddy and Molly's, so he does have a wife, uh, Molly, their offspring work together to help each other rescue their parents. Oh, okay. A bit of a reverse Finding Nemo. Good. Then it's just an exercise for the next uh, eight movies of going through every t- genre movie you can think of. And have it with golden receiver puppies. Yeah. So the Snow Buddies, where they go on an Alaskan adventure. Yeah. Excellent. Then having what we just talked about, Space Buddies. <laughs> We're going to the moon. 
Are you ready to go for the walk of your lives? Yes, the space <laughs> so, walk of your lives. Uh, is that the dogs talking to each That's other? That's the dogs talking to each other, dog. All right. <laughs> I saw that. We're going to the moon, dog. Yeah, they go. Wow. their owner takes them on an excursion to the space exploration company and they accidentally get on the ship and it gets launched and they end up on the moon. Yeah, sure. They get guided back to Earth by their mission control voice who turns out to be a ferret. <laughs> oh. Voiced by Amy Sedaris. <laughs> is there a like a Neil Armstrong joke, this is one small step for puppy? I imagine there have to be. You'd, have, giant, you'd imagine, right? One um, giant leap for dog kind. Their spacesuits include room for their tails. Oh, that's handy. They'd be like, Houston, we have a schmacko. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Space Buddies is in there. Where else do they go? Okay, so there has to be a Christmas special. So there's Santa Buddies. Right. Where they team they, up. Do they guide, they, they guide the sled? Oh, they team up with Puppy Paws, who's, you know, everyone knows is Santa's oh, dog. Oh, instead of Santa Claus, yeah. Um, and the son of Santa Paws <laughs> to end the melting of a magical icicle that's threatening Christmas. Right. Spooky Buddies. That is Halloween. the Halloween episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Treasure Buddies, the Indiana Jones-style adventure. I have a grab. An incredible quest will lead five intrepid explorers to the greatest fortune in the desert. Desert? I thought you said dessert. Butterball. Disney's Treasure Buddies. All this digging is making me hungry. Because <laughs> what do puppies do? They dig. Yeah. So of course they found treasure in the desert. No, great. Okay. What and movie? then, of course, we're now in the Marvel world, so of course they found some magic rings and became superheroes. Ready to kick some tail. Like <laughs> puppy. Strong like bull. These rings have given us some epic powers. Just think of the good we can do. Can you levitate that hot dog into my mouth? That is the best trick ever. Disney's Super Buddy. <laughs> and that, is that where it ends? Please tell me that's where it ends. <laughs> that is the final movie, although there are other two more spin-offs from the Santa special, <laughs> um, which are actually prequels. <laughs> um where when Santa's in trouble, Paws has to save Christmas with the help of some friends. That's the search for Santa Paws. And then the Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups, <laughs> when the Christmas spirit begins to disappear, Mrs. Claus and Santa Pups must race to save Christmas around the world. Oh, my God. So well, they, they, they started going straight to video at one stage. Is well, there a all of them except the first two. At, at some point, they must have been going straight to bin. I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no other way that this could have gone. There's, they're going to run out of exciting things to do and soon they're just going to be like really boring. It'll be like oven pup. Two dogs have to clean their oven before they move out of home. <laughs> yeah, b- bond clean buddies. <laughs> the Disney Buddy series is one of the top direct-to-DVD franchises in the world valued at $300 million. Oh, well, I'm going to stop laughing now and uh, ask for a job. <laughs> Hello. That's it. Uh, Matt, you've done a few auditions recently. Could get on the Buddy <laughs> series. Um, well, that is excellent, Marshy. Thank you for taking us through the Airbud sequels. Um, um, and a massive amount of research has gone into that. <laughs> yes. 14 films uh, worth. So we appreciate you doing the I deep I can't believe dive. you watched all of them twice just this week <laughs> so that you could inform us. Thank you so much. Well, if you're, if you're stuck in lockdown, there's something for you to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that. there you go. <laughs> Better get started. You say you don't like dogs? 
Oh, wait, what about quarantine puppies? No. <laughs> <laughs> Testing center puppies. Pandemic pups. Yeah. <laughs> they race to send the swab back to the lab. <laughs> the lab is a Labrador. We oh, gotta yeah, send this swab back to the lab. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, it's a Tuesday, Alex Dyson, and a Tuesday has three of the letters of our next guest. The T, the D, and the A. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. It only needs four more letters. <laughs> is this real life right now? Are we professional broadcasters? It needs an R, an N, a T. No, Tuesday's a got a T. Oh, wait. <laughs> an O and a G. All right. We would definitely, if Matt wasn't locked down at home and we could just hit record again in the studio, we would totally do that right now. But it's too niggly. So we're just going to get straight into our next segment here, which is called Rant Dog, a time where we uh, we see an influx of ratings every single Tuesday, Matt, because Rant Dog is unafraid to tell it like it is. And um, that's what you need to do. You need to court controversy in this uh, very saturated media market. You are just like when... I put a pair of my underpants out on the line to dry and they got hit by lightning. Shock jock. <laughs> All right, so. Okay, but in order to I'm do I'm only this- saying this because we can't redo it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so basically in order to do Rant Dog is the best in the business because he picks up on what the people are saying, what the people are doing, and most importantly, what the people are frustrated with. So we ask you to send us a little voice memo of something that's been uh, really peeving you in the last seven days. And uh, we've got Kev, who's got in touch with us, with something that is really getting on his goat. My name is Kev from Brisbane. And as I eat my cereal... It makes me bring up something that I want to share with Rat Dong. And that is the cereal boxes. I love cereal. Cereal's the best. But I do not like the packaging. When you go to open it, on the ads, it's like they've used really thick grade, like business card style GSM for the lids. Open so steadily, no buckle. When I open it, it looks like an actual rat dong has opened it. It tears in every little bit, every little area. Boof, where the glue is. Bang. Oh, no glue. I'll stick. Anyway, peace. I love the show. Oh, Big Kev. Uh-oh. Big Kev is not excited because he has hit upon something, Matt which has been infuriating consumers for generations. I feel like you're not going to eat any cornflakes. I think you're, you're more into scorn flakes. <laughs> I, tell you, I, think I'm getting, I think you're getting mad. To drizzle a whole heap of uh, chalky milk over some scorn flakes right now because I am sick and tired and exhausted and ill of these packaging companies... Telling us to our faces, easy open, 
Easy pour. Easy storage. And they're not bloody doing it. The amount of times I've gone to stuff my face with some shapes, you open the cardboard, it rips at the side. What, what are you doing? And then you go to open a cardboard box and it's, it's too tight. Don't get me stuck. I'm not going to stop at cardboard. What about jars, right? Have we figured oh. them out yet? I'm, I'm getting the tea towel. I'm putting it under the hot water. Just give us something we can open well. Is that too much to ask, Matt O'Kine? Do you remember the old milk cartons with the with the you open the peel them open? Suddenly you you got to shove a pen in to try and peel the cardboard out. It's spilling out the lip. What about the dotted lines cut with your scissors along here? No, thank you. Give us something that we can use. Oh, what about easy? You, oh, just tear here. It'll come off in one. No, it won't. When does that ever happen, Matt? It doesn't give me tears. It gives me tears. All right? Because I've never seen packaging that has worked. What about tearing your Glad Wrap in one go? That's that's a whole disaster. Are you trying to get my veins out of my neck, mate? Is that what you're trying to do to me? You just end up tearing it apart like some sort of superhuman, just ripping this stuff. It all clings up around your hand. Suddenly you're... Yeah, shepherd's pies on the on the bench, just getting colder and colder by the second. What about when you open a chip packet the wrong way and it splits down the side? Every time you reach in, it just cuts it open more. Got chips spilling out onto your lap. You ever unraveled toilet paper the wrong way? Oh, the pies get separated <laughs> and suddenly you're two squares ahead of where you need to be. All right? You feel like, why aren't these lining up? We've had enough time. We've evolved enough. We need the full package. Anyway, send your voice memos to matt.and.alex. Um, and just in other news, Rantog is looking for a menthol sponsorship. If you work at Soothers, <laughs> Butter Menthol, um, Anti-Cal. How is the throat? I tell you what, I reckon mate. it's stinging right now. You, you probably need to go get a test after this. It's going to be gravelly. Yeah. When have, since when have you been experiencing dry throat and cough symptoms? Well, I tell you what, since I gave it to the packaging industry. Anyway, we'll um, we'll move on with the show, shall we? We've got Charlie picking in a moment. It'll be good. Ooh. Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. I'm Matt O'Kine. We're a big fan of this gentleman's work across all sorts of disciplines. And right now he's joining the Audible Original uh, group of people of which there are some incredible stuff coming out. Charlie Pickering is his name. The Time Traveller's Guide to Not Dying is the name of the brand new Audible original, and he's joining us right now, Charlie Pickering. How's it going, man? It's very good. It's very good. Thank you. And and solid plug off the top there. Appreciate that. Not a problem. Now that that's out of the way, what's going in, on in your life, my man? Why are we Why are we traveling through time? Well, it's it, the best explanation is 
I think the present is a bit not great. Uh, I think the future is concerning. Why would you say that? Oh, why would you say that? I think it's great. It's going it's, good. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, what you're in lockdown. You're you're in lockdown right now. As we're I can't leave. Smack. I can't leave my house. I mean, it's awesome. I can't, I don't know what's wrong with the present. Yeah, oh, of course, of course. It's you know, and to me, it's just like. It's great of you guys to be so retro up in Sydney already. Just so, it's a it's a pastiche on 2020. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's usually exactly. Melbourne, the head of the culture thing. You'll see the French expression impressionist at the NGV, and then a few months later, oh look, oh, oh finally Sydney's got Harry Potter and the Ch- Cursed Child. Great. All right, well done. Yeah. A few months later, but the time travel thing. Look, I mean. Like a lot of people, I've always been obsessed with time travel, and I think it's really it's just funny. But it's also, um, in this case, it's a great way to do comedy about history. Mm. And and basically, the premise is this is the audio instruction guide that comes with your time machine in the year twenty forty. Yes, and <laughs> I am a washed up future version of myself. I'm like the Alan Partridge of Charlie Pickering <laughs> in the future. And as a condition of my parole, I am delighted to present this audio guide <laughs> on how to use your time machine. And so basically, um, it it's an instruction manual and there are some fairly elaborate portions where I'm explaining how to use parts of your time machine. Uh, and, and the rest of it is, it's like getaway, but for traveling through time rather than traveling to regional Victoria, right? Yeah. So it's... <laughs> And and I send my correspondents, Natasha and Toby, who are played by Claire Hooper and Frank Woodley, and they go back each episode to a different historical period or follow a different great historical figure. And we get to know some genuine history. Like we had a historian researching for this project. It's You will learn stuff you didn't know about history, but it's all just sketch comedy set in the past with a bit of future wisdom in the present. Is that, did that's, I explain it? That's, did that make no, sense? No, that, that, that sums it up perfectly. I mean, I, I understand that so much better than most bits of media that involve time travel. Like Interstellar, I'm still trying to wrap my head around exactly what happened. But I think, Charlie, I think you've nailed the genre perfectly there, man. Thank you. This is the first series. I really want to make more because I want to flesh out the backstory of how I came to be in an orbiting space prison. Oh, and so in the future, what I'll say is that the, the Time Slide 9000 is a creation of a corporation simply called The Corporation because in the future there is one big company that runs yeah. the world. <laughs> um, and I have to say, considering Audible is an Amazon company, they were very good about us making that suggestion. <laughs> That's very nice of them. But <clears throat> if you if you could go back to one time in history, you know, you would have had to put your, char- your, your character hat on and think about all this. What would it be? Yeah. What excites you the most? I mean, I, I, it's a really tough call. I mean, to, to hear the founding fathers of America <laughs> Sing Lane Manuel's original score would be incredible to to to, like, to to go back and see Hamilton performed in its original form would be great. Um, oh man, it's really hard to get tickets for that time zone, isn't it? Oh my goodness, it's really tough. I mean, doing this, what's been really cool is some of the really ancient stuff that we didn't know about. Like we, there's one episode which is the rock tour of history, where we literally do a tour of history's greatest rocks. Right, the and geolo- a geologist delights. A geologist delight, but it's all like we do Stonehenge and Hammurabi's Code of Laws, and we do the Easter Island heads. Yes, and, and I actually reckon being there when they built Stonehenge to have some idea how and why they did it would be great. Like there's that would be cool to rock up and just go. Research. What are you guys up to here? 
Yeah, what's the leading? What's yeah. the leading like thing that you th- you did the research? What do you real? What do you think happened? I literally have no idea how they did it. Like that's it's inexplicable because the rock is from a long way away, and it's just that it's like some of the pieces are like multiple tons in weight. Mm. So I have no explanation as to how they did it. Like genuinely no idea. Did you have you seen a video on the internet? Recently, about the they had the the, the sort of groups of people pulling with a Rocking rope it back and, they were and like forth. walking yeah, the yeah. Rock. I watched it. There, there was a hit. There was on History Channel, or um, I, I watched the whole episode. It was like they got a bunch of people together and they tried to do it, and it was a disaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw one clip on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it made it look really possible. I watched this. I watched the whole episode, and there was just halfway through it going. Something tells me the original builders had more experience than some local volunteers. I just I had a feeling they'd done this thing before. Yeah. But what's 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 interesting that I didn't know before is everyone thinks they were built by the druids. Um but they weren't built by the druids. The druids just like to go there and um uh do their stuff. So the druids were almost a gentrification of <laughs> Stonehenge. Oh, man, it was I, more primitive yeah, before I the druids hate came along. When druids come and move into your area, into your area, <laughs> and such know. you know, shutting down All the, the live coffee music shops start and- opening up. <laughs> Solstice used to be so much more authentic before the druids came in. <laughs> so true. And all it. their potions cost six fifty. You know, it's all. And I'm like, I'm like, if you didn't want the henge, if you didn't want the henge, why'd you move into the neighbourhood in the first place? Why are you exactly objecting right. to the henge? Have you um? Have you? Why are you telling the council to pull down the hinge? You moved into the neighbourhood. You said yeah, you wanted you, it. Yeah. Don't move to the hinge if you don't like hearing the sound of slaughtered lambs and stuff. <laughs> just you know, hinging. just don't just do hinging it. it. Um, have you just just on a side note, Charlie? Have you um, seen the uh, song by Ilvis, the Norwegian comedy duo Ilvis, who sung um, "What Does the Fox Say"? They have a very yeah. funny song about Stonehenge, and I oh, just really? I'd recommend you have a look at that. It's like. Um, what's the deal with Stonehenge? A giant granite birthday cake or a prison far too easy to escape? Something like that. That's just a little... <laughs> um, yeah, but Ilvis, um, very funny. Go check it out. Alex Dyson likes more comedy music than anyone I know. Like he actually listens to like Weird Al, like, like you're across Weird Al's full... Like I was catalog. listening the other day because Bo Burnham's Inside was such an in- incredible show, and the mm. songs that he was able to come up with was were really great. Um, but a comedy song. Did you, did you get the pipes out for um, Time Traveler's Guide to Not Dying, Charlie? You get any any I, inject any songs in there for me? I did some singing. There isn't like they're not comedy songs, but I basically throughout the rock tour episode, I'm playing some some sweet white metal guitar and. <laughs> singing like a front man to a hair metal band through the whole thing. But I'm just singing my lines hosting it. Um so but there's some but can you all give us it, a can you give us a line now? Let me, I wanna hear I wanna hear Charlie Pickering go um, full metal. Uh it was it was always uh, I was doing it was all stuff like uh it's like go into the hair <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go to Stonehenge now. Oh yeah! 
Oh, I tell you what, that um, is that is a. I can see you going back and I, fronting for oh, wait, Van Halen or something there, Charlie. Sorry, yeah, I, I'm I, getting I think calls, maybe, guys. Maybe back up for the darkness is the best I could hope for. Yeah, I was going to say think... uh, Scissor Sisters. I, I'm getting a call from the Scissor Sisters. They're pretty keen. That's it. The Audible original series, uh, created by Charlie Pickering and starring Claire Hooper and Frank Woodley, the Time Traveler's Guide to Not Dying. Thank you so much for uh, chatting to us about it, there, Charlie. All the best for the future and the past, I guess, as well. And um, we will chat to you soon. Beautiful sign-off. Loved it. Can't <laughs> fault that. Well done. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bye. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Well, we've known to have a guilt-free whinge here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, Alex Tyson. Um, yep. You know, we've often invited you to come on and have a bit of a whinge. You know, you're listening. Um, and yesterday, look, I took liberty to uh, indulge myself uh, in such a whinge when I had a, a bit of a go at waiters remembering things. Yeah, there's no, you know, there's no want to throw blame around, but we, we want to convey to waiters that they're under no pressure at all to <laughs> remember what we say without any sort of aid, i.e. No. pen and paper. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, You don't need to, you're, it, like... I'm really glad that you've got a great memory. You just don't need to do it. And, I, and I'm annoyed more about the rich people who go to fancy restaurants who then thought, oh, that's a good thing for a rate. That, that to mm. me, conveys a good waiter, therefore that, that's the standard. I just don't want you to think that. So we've asked you for our waiter whinges and, oh, look who's back in the stew. Chris Marsh, mate, you've got a whinge about waiters. Oh, still fuming. Five <laughs> years later. Um <laughs> What's happened? I vowed to never return and I haven't. <laughs> I won't name the restaurant. Oh, but to a particular was, restaurant? It or was a cafe. chicken a chicken restaurant, yes. And I am not someone who loves bones in my chicken. Sure. Okay. I'm I'm a generally just a breast man and a white meat only sort of person. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how much I'm judging you for that, but anyways. <laughs> no, my partner judges me enough. Um my family <laughs> and the friends we were with. Talk me into, uh, we'll go here. Look, it says bo- they have boneless chicken on the menu. Okay, fine. We'll go there. We go in. They have three types of fried chicken on the menu, one of which is boneless. I ordered the boneless because it's the only one I want to eat. Yep. The waiter says, oh, we're out. Don't have any. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Don't have any boneless chicken. No boneless. You've, got You've only got three things on the menu. Boned chicken. Yeah. But isn't yeah. boned chicken just boneless chicken with a <laughs> that has yet to become its true destiny. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like they're like, oh yeah, we didn't have any of the boneless chickens here today. We had to Yeah. We had to only use the boned yeah. chickens. Oh sorry, we've only got boneless chicken. Like it's harder to put the bones in <laughs> when you've just got boneless <laughs> if you've run out of boned. Anyway. Okay, anyway, so... I reluctantly order <laughs> some bone chicken. Okay. Some wings, right? Yep. Going, I'm not really going to enjoy this. Oh, but you got wings. So you went from boneless chicken to like the most bone chicken. Well, that's what they had. Yeah, it was wings or drumsticks or boneless. And they didn't have oh, boneless. Oh, okay. Yep, fair enough. So literally two minutes later, I hear him at the next table and I hear someone go, oh, boneless chicken, please. And he goes, yep, and writes it down. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. And he walks off and I catch his attention and I went, what's going on? Sorry, I couldn't, accept, help, it couldn't help it over here. He went, oh, yeah, 
they just got a delivery of some. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll have the boneless chicken then, please. And he's like, I've already put your order in. I went, it's been two minutes. Yeah. Can you go and check, please? He goes to the kitchen, comes back, and this is what he said to me, and this is what annoyed me the most. He goes, yeah, nah, better luck next time. Whoa. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm out. Well, for someone who doesn't like bones, Marsha, you had a bone to pick exactly. uh, right there. A couple of them, actually. Thank you very much for your story. When to go and pay, they're like, you're like, you know what? Don't have money today. <laughs> Better, Better luck, luck next, next time. time. I did before. I gave it away. <laughs> Better luck next time. Um, but, well, let's, we're about to get to a few calls. We've got some messages as well. Um, uh, Matt O'Kine on the Matt.Alex Instagram. Lily Grover um, said, our waiter said no to us asking are you sure you don't want to write this down? And then got all five of our coffee orders wrong. Wow. I mean, surely they did that on purpose because they were offended by the question. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, Ella is also joining us. G'day, Ella. Hey, how are you going? So good. You got a bit of a waiter whinge? Well, I used to be a waiter, so I'm a bit torn on this situation because I have had some terrible waiters serve me, but then as a waiter, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm a bit defensive. I'm like, there's a lot going on there. And I'm sure there are some terrible customers. Oh, you would not even believe <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, look. Deal. Look. Okay. I want to hear. I want to hear your way to win or your, you know, your story, Ella. But I, just for now, I want you listening. If you've got a a customer whinge. Yeah. Well, then th- now is your time to yeah. uh, to <laughs> rebuttal. Because a waiter whinge can be a whinge about waiters, or it could be a waiter whinging. And um, we're happy to to uh, receive a guilt free whinge from you, Ella, about a particular customer you've met over the years. I have to say, I'm pretty good with like adding pe- people's, you know, extras onto people's food, and especially adding one thing to an already existing meal. Fine. Some customers do take advantage of that and they say, oh, I'll have, you know, the marinara pasta, but can we have it with no mussels and no clams, but extra prawns? And I'm like, it's a marinara mix. You just shove it all in. Like, we can't pick things out from it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in the back. It's already mixed. You're, not, you're not pouring in the yeah, separate I'm not, I'm not Aquaman <laughs> here. I'm not, I'm not Hades <laughs> or whatever, God of the sea. I think Poseidon <laughs> is the one you're looking for there, Matt. Is, yeah, okay. I was wondering which one Hades was. What's Hades doing? God of the underworld. Yeah, use hell, I think. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, but so, you know, you go to the chefs and be like, okay, can I get, you know, a Hawaiian pizza with olives? And they'd be like, no. And I'd say to the chefs, um, I need a Hawaiian pizza with olives. This is what the customer has ordered. And he'd be like, well, that's not a Hawaiian pizza, is it? I'm here making this pizza. I'm making, I made this menu. I wrote this thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'd have to have this conversation with him being like, this customer is paying for our food and you just refuse to make any small change to it. Goodness me. Try to pull the integrity card. Oh, <laughs> I will not so have my art messed with. To be fair, you, you are, you are the, the middle person so often, aren't you, between the customer and the chef? Yeah. Honestly, the middleman, like 90% of the time you're just running back and forth between the table and the chef being like, how long? 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> customer, it'll be 15 minutes. How long? 25 minutes. <laughs> you said it was 20 minutes. Like, it's, honestly. Oh, well, you've done bad. well, Ella, for surviving. We appreciate the call and thanks so much for listening in. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. Lachlan, you're a, you were a waiter at one stage and got a bit of a whinge for us. Yeah, I was. And uh, <laughs> it's still 
it still is a is a party conversation today because it just blew my mind. I went over to this table to see how they were finishing up because they were literally just finishing their meals. And this lady just goes, oh, can I get a refund? I didn't really like that. And I looked at a plate. It was completely empty. And I was like, um, so wait, what happened to the food? She's like, oh, I, I ate it. I was like, so you didn't like it and you ate the whole thing. She goes, yeah. So can I get a refund? And I was like, um, <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't, um, I was just gobsmacked. I called, and, and I called over my manager and I was like, look, mate, can you, just, can you come and help me out here? And he was just like, she, she told the story to him. He was like, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, we can't give you a refund if you've eaten the whole meal, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. um, and well, he didn't say sweetheart. I'm, I'm there. But, yeah. um, and like, I'm recycling an old meme here when I say we pack her up, boys, and we just told her to, to move on. Yeah, um, you yeah, ate it, just, it, you bought it. That's the yeah, old That's right. Saying. Yeah, that was it. And then so we, we ended up giving her a little um, – after dinner mint to say sorry, but then she never came back and we're just like, oh, see ya, see ya, Champo. That was... <laughs> Goodness gracious me. It That's, was bizarre. Yeah, if, if you get to the end of it, you you ask them, are you hungry anymore? And they say, no, <laughs> I think I think you've done the service yeah. and require reimbursement there. Oh, yeah, she, she, she yeah. asked for the refund as she's licking the plate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a refund, please? Just looking, looking deep into my eyes, just licking the plate going, yep, I need a refund, please. <laughs> That's it. Oh, goodness me. Well, thank you so much, Lockham, for the call. Appreciate no it. And best of luck in lockdown, man. Thanks Hope so you much. Do yeah, well. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. And thank you for listening in to All Day Breakfast today. It's been a whole heap of fun hanging out. Thanks to Charlie Pickering for joining us. Good times. Yeah, always good to see Rad Dog as well uh, dropping by. Just, just shedding some some fierceness into the mic um, and hey always keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex anytime you've got something that you connect with or relate to on the show we'll catch you next time thanks for tuning in bye bye got a story we need to hear all the links are at mattandalex.com.au listener